Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 72. We are back. Courtside Indiana podcast. Jim Reamer joined as always by Zach Tyler. Zach, how's, well, I would say how's your week, but how's the last couple of weeks been? Yeah, pretty busy. Wrapping up soccer. Started softball, uh, family gatherings last weekend, so couldn't couldn't get here. Uh, Going to be a busy summer, I feel like. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, we we talked a little bit before we recorded about the fact that I expected to be in a gym this week, and after taking last weekend off for for a holiday travel and for basketball travel, and and ended up that that ended up not happening. We went to a unusual or not unusual unusual for the day went to a wednesday evening wedding and uh and then just spent the weekend friday or spent saturday unable to get to a gym so it was uh unrelated to the wedding but uh nonetheless didn't get to see games i planned on going up to indiana wesleyan hopefully it was going to do a little bit reporting of what, what i saw up there uh but fully expect to get start getting out to the games this week especially the grand park league uh that's at, also at finch creek uh they're basically their school team league and uh, then probably try to find other other opportunities to get into a gym this week as well so uh let's get uh, let's get caught up we got basically this podcast unless zach comes up with anything uh anything good to talk about we're gonna just get everybody up to date on recruiting talk a little bit about that and then talk a little bit about what both of us look forward to seeing the, the month of June, which most of you, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably, you know, you're going to be wanting to look for those th- same type of events too. So, so Zach, go ahead and get us up to date on some recruiting and we'll, we'll discuss these guys uh, when you get through that list. Yeah. Some guys have been busy over the last few weeks here, uh, namely Xavier Booker from Cathedral. He's a 2023. He got a TCU offer and a Purdue offer. We have Miles Colvin, who is also a 2023 from Heritage Christian, got a Purdue offer as well. <clears throat> Tayshawn Comer, 2022, we're going to the 2022 class now, uh, from Cathedral, got a Belmont offer. Connor Asijan has been busy. He got a couple offers, uh, IUPUI in Western Michigan. Uh, Chris Pasadics, Jalen Hooks, a Butler offer. Isaiah Robinson from South Bend Riley got a Franklin and a Holy Cross offer. Uh, and then Jalen Washington, the last 2022 I'll talk about, got a Marquette offer. We had a few commitments also. Uh, Owen Deese from Ev- Evansville writes, got a Texas, or he's committed to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Caleb Edwards from Garen Catholic, right there by you, is committed to IUPUI. And then right up here by me, South Bend Adams, Quintez Columbus is going to Manchester. Did we see some guys commit? to prep schools this week wasn't there something i'm not sure if that was this week 
potentially. Yeah, our uh, for those that that care, we our database only has I only we only put colleges in it, so we don't have prep schools in there. So if we don't, hold on a second, we we could check that out real quick. Um, yeah, uh, Jade Brewer is going to North Carolina for grad grad or grad school. And then Sean Black's going to Iowa right. Western. Yep. That what right. that, that's what I saw. So mm -hmm. those are the two. I mean, those are the two guys. I just was. Yep. Yep. There we go. We got them. Yep. Yeah. So yep. those are the two guys that I was referring to. And both guys are guys we've talked about an awful lot. Obviously, Jaden, we talked mostly about the fact that he wasn't that he wasn't able to play, uh, you know, for much of the year. And then Sean also both guys were really impacted by COVID by not being able to get seen last year. I know Brewer had a, a number of at, at one point had a number of division one opportunities and, you know, we could, I know his not being able to play had nothing to do with those offers about without him had nothing to do with him not committing to those schools. So um, we could certainly speculate on what, but uh, what made that happen. But at the same time, it's, mm -hmm. It's um, it has nothing to do with, with, you know, Jaden not being an awesome, awesome coachable kid, and, and you know, just, just uh, you know, you just got to take care of business. So, and both those guys are going to be uh, good in college. I think Sean's going to get a chance to get re-recruited, and kind of liked him better than what his recruiting had been. I think he was robbed of some opportunities this past summer and, and uh, Brewer was as well. So good for those guys to, to get re-recruited. As much as I bag on prep schools, I do do like the post-grad stuff, you know, especially for those kids that don't want to, that don't want to go to junior college or don't necessarily have to go to junior college to, to use a year just Definitely. to get recruited. So, um. You know, Booker, Booker's high major offers, I look, I, he's going to be a guy that he still has a lot to prove, I mean, in my opinion. And he's a kid that I think does certainly has requisite length. He does have a, a good touch. And I think there's just a lot. Um, there's a lot in between. I think this is going to be a big year for him at Cathedral. I think he's going to have to show that he can get on the court and stay on the court at, at an organized level. And and be more than just someone who blocks the occasional shot. And um, you know he's, he he can shoot a little bit, but there's still some times where he's just you just take some plays off, and that's something that you know you get a kid like Jalen Hooks who never takes plays off. That kid's always working, always battling. Um, he's been injured. I think he's I think he's back now, which that's good. Looking forward to seeing him play in June. You know, you just contrast those two situations, and you know, Hooks. You know, Hooks is definitely the one kid in that class that I that I think should be getting those types of offers. So, uh, the rest of them, I still think is on a holding pattern, and you know, and and a lot of them haven't had a chance to really actually be seen in person. So that's going to change a lot. At the end of June, that's going to definitely change through July for all these kids, all these 2023 kids. I don't think hardly any of these dudes have been seen in person, if any, um, other than, you know, other than what's happened here the last couple of days because, you know, the, the NCAA 
and they've been able to have kids on campus uh, starting this past June 1st. So tell us a little bit about the Isaiah Robinson and, and then maybe comment on the Columbus commitment to uh, Manchester. Yeah. Um, Isaiah, high academic kid, great basketball IQ. Uh, he's been working hard on his game, I know, since the season got over. Uh, uh, I really like how he's progressed, starting to add the outside shot, getting more confidence in that. Uh, so, so he's going to be popular, I feel like, because of his work ethic. Great kid. And like I said, high academic kid. So that's going to help him out tons, too, with, uh, with colleges. And then the Quintez Columbus thing, I mentioned it in my tweet when I saw that, that I feel like that's a steal for Manchester. Yeah. Uh, he was potentially a, a D2 kid, in my opinion, but NAIA for sure. Uh, I feel like a lot of schools are missing out on him. Manchester, great get for them, obviously. Uh, they've been doing some good things, I feel like, at Manchester and getting some good players. They do. They've got Jackson Jansen's a Carmel kid who's – had a fabulous start to the season. I don't know how much of a season they really had because of COVID. Um, but it, that's, they start, they are starting to get some young guys in there. And that's, and that's been a program that a long time ago, obviously was pretty successful under when Steve Alford was the head coach there, but um, you know, the division three level is just such an up and down level. And I don't, I, I should follow it more than what I do. Um but I, I know they've got a young young coaching staff there at Manchester now who's they're going to be pretty aggressive, and so far it's paid off for them. So Yeah, definitely. It's good for them. Um, the, the Caleb Edwards commitment, I, I want to say he's going to be a walk-on, but I'm not 100% sure. I didn't, we didn't see anything saying that he had been offered a scholarship, correct? I never did, no. I mean, he's a, high, he's, he's a high – he's a high – yeah, that's – we don't get – we, we don't get all of them. <laughs> But he's a, he's a high academic kid. Um, he is, I thought Garen Catholic this year was one of the best coach teams I'd seen all year. Um, I, again, it's one of those things they run a lot of motion. So I, I love watching. I love watching them play. I had not seen them play in a couple of years, so I was it was quite nice to see that. And uh, he was, I mean. Basically, uh, I mean, he he was part of the a dissection of Noblesville uh, when as Garen just really took care of them, and then they beat in the same level that Carmel did. And Noblesville really struggled with their movement, and they Garen Catholic was just tremendous off the ball. And then, of course, you know the Silver Creek game got a chance to watch that streaming uh, with their semi-state game with Silver Creek. They were, I, you know, I guarantee you they gave them a better game than what most people thought they were going to, than what Silver Creek was going to get. And, you know, at the end of it, they just didn't have, they didn't have the firepower. They didn't have the other options. Um, you know, especially in the second half when, when um, Kaufman and Jacoby were really getting going. And then even as they started to get a little bit more physical with those guys, then of course Northern came in and, and had a really good fourth quarter. And, and basically they just, Garen didn't have the firepower at other positions. Those other guys feed off so much of what uh, Bolbiak and um, and Edwards create with their movement and their ability to get, you know, their ability to create shots for others. 
they couldn't do that against Jacoby and, and Kaufman and Northern. So um, Silver Creek eventually pulled away in the second half at one. But, I mean, Caleb could be one of those kids, too. You start to really put some weight onto him, and he would he would be a kid that, that could be a really good wing in the Horizon League. So I, I guess the surprise was we just didn't know that he – Right. <clears throat> so if we're wrong on that, then <laughs> – you know, then I apologize to Caleb, but I, I think he's the kind of kid, though, you, you want to walk on no matter what. He's also the kind of kid that is going to end up somewhere and earning playing time. And he's going to do what it like he would go to a, maybe a, a mid, you know, another a mid-major and redshirt a year and get, get stronger and get acclimated to the game, you know, to the speed of the game um, and end up being end up providing a heck of a lot more. Yeah, I'm looking at it now as a non-scholarship player. Found something is here on. I want to credit verbal commits for that. Um, he's listed as a non-scholarship player. So, I mean, he'll, he'll play though. He'll end up he'll end up being a kid that gets minutes eventually. Um, so I, I fully expect him to be that kind of a player. So, any uh, anything else? Anything else in this list? I mean, the ONDs, the commitment. I kind of surprised by that. O&D's committing. Okay. Were you surprised or had you followed his recruiting? I had, I had not followed his recruiting. I was just checking out Caleb Edwards stuff. He had a bunch of, he had a couple D threes and some NAIs is all he had on our list of offers. Right. And I felt comfortable with Caleb. That was that we were pretty accurate on that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know much about Owen. You know, Owen, he's a kid that, that played this year. I think that played AAU this spring. I think he was a kid that had planned on going to prep school. Well, he absolutely planned on going to prep school and get re-recruited. And he's, he's interesting. It's, you know, it's six, seven. When he's really engaged, he's, he's talented. I mean, he's talented. So when he's really engaged, he's productive and, and should be a factor on both sides of the ball. Defensively, he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, but, but offensively, he's, he can really shoot it. And, and he's skilled. And if he's a kid, when the lights really come on and his motor is just constant, um, I think he's a guy that in this client or in this climate, he'll be a guy that transfers up in a couple of years. And, you know, you'll end up seeing him back like at a bigger, you know, maybe even an Evans, you know, like a Missouri Valley school or something to close out his career. Um, because he definitely has the offensive ability to, um, to be a scorer at, at a, at a mid-major school, I think, think that the, his motor had really been an issue. And right. um, I don't know anything about, you know, academics or anything like that, if, if that was part of some schools kind of holding back. But um, I mean, we had him for Evansville, IUPUI, and Miami, Ohio, and those were all a year or yeah. two ago. So we don't even know if those were still available for him. I'm guessing, I mean, again, these situations, nobody ever reports that they lose a scholarship or, right. and colleges obviously can't comment on it. So that's just one of those deals where we, we definitely know those offers went away. I mean, he's, he's not going to decline all those opportunities. Um, but, you know, Corpus Christi came in there, they're, you know, and going to take a chance on him and, uh, there's no question he's talented enough. I'm, I'm curious as to what um, what's changed in his mind. Uh, maybe he thought he was going to get bigger offers and it didn't work out. And I, you know, I don't know. Um, right, right. But 
I saw him play a couple times late last summer. And when he, he's really engaged, he looked good. He actually was engaged in the game this year. Um, and in fairness, I only saw him play once this spring. When he's when he's really going, he's he's talented. He's got a chance. So, and then guys like Comer and Asijin, and I mean, those guys always play hard. Yep. You know, I love that about those those kinds of kids. You know, um, they're always going hard. There's they're, there's never a question um, about that. And and most of the times, it's just issue of maturity. So, but yeah, I mean, we talk about Comer. He's got. Ball State, Belmont, IUPUI, Miami, Ohio, Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Toledo now. <clears throat> so pretty decent list there for him. Yeah, he and, him and Jalen and Leland Walker. Sorry, Jalen. I started to say Jalen Walker. Him and Leland Walker both, I thought, took big leaps last year in how they manage teams. You know how they are able to play and impact the game, even you know if in times when they're not scoring. And that's just decision making, understanding what understanding the whole of what their coach wants, you know, and, and Comer's a big reason, obviously a big reason why Cathedral was good last year. And, and as good as Cathedral is usually on a yearly basis, you know, it's because they've got guys like Comer who can run a team and, you know, he is one of the better point guards in 2022. Um, you know, I think he's, he's no further than third or fourth on whatever list we would, you know, you know, produce, that's for sure. So, um, you know, I think that he is, uh, but he's a really good, he'll be a good mid-major point guard and, and he's going to have an opportunity uh, cathedral for the next, this next year to, to possibly compete for a state championship. So again, that'll be about who can get out of sectional 10, right? Right. <laughs> so, and we have Connor sieging them for around 12 offers. That's if he's reporting them all also. I know sometimes those guys don't report their lower offers or NAI offers anymore if they get them, if they're getting yep. Division One offers now. So Right. But I, I still like the Belmont fit for him after he got that offer. That's still one of my favorite fits for him right now. Yeah, you could just picture him playing. I mean, there's, they always have that one or two – those one or two guys who can really, really shoot it. And so he yep. kind of fits yep. that – he kind of fits that bill. But I think that – competitive mid-major level. Connor's a kid I'd like to see in a multi-bid league. Um, I'd like to see him. And that's just my thought. I mean, Belmont's one of those teams that's kind of borderline. Yeah, borderline, we kind of talked about that before, right? Uh, I'm sorry, say it again. We kind of talked about that before about with Belmont, too. Well, they're and they're that borderline at-large team. Like if they were not, if they wouldn't go out and win their conference champion, you know, their conference tournament, they they're usually right there in the mix for an at-large bit anyway. So borderline right. or Belmont's definitely, you know, you know, definitely that kind of program. Um, I just would like to see him, and this isn't. I'd like to see him in a, in a multi-bid league. I guess that's where I'm going with it. But. Um, um, his his batch of offers are, are we kind of knew when this thing started that he would start to he would settle in right at right the division one level and yeah so um and then Jalen Walk Washington continues to get his high major parade and it's warranted. I'm looking forward to seeing him being the center point of that team next year for Gary West. So 
look at looking forward to that a great deal. And I, I'm surprised. I know I've not heard anything with him surrounding prep schools, which no. is kind of surprising, you know? I mean, I've heard prep schools linked to a couple of kids in that class. Uh, Leland Walker is a name that I've heard prep school attached to. Um, and I mean, and I mean, like, I've heard it with Leland, and then it's usually with, like, no, he's not going anywhere. I've not even heard any sniff uh, for Jalen Washington. So that doesn't mean somebody else hasn't heard it. But, right. right. Um, but, you know, we see, we'll, we'll see what uh, happens this summer. I'm looking forward to the NCAA schools being able to get back out and watch recruiting and uh, definitely looking forward to what's going to happen here the rest of June. That's, that's kind of where we want to take this. This is going to be one of our shorter podcasts probably. So um, what, anything coming up this month that you're looking forward to, that you're going to be able to go to and look forward to going to? Uh, yeah, I should be able to get down. Uh, we talked about that. What next weekend? Not this weekend, but the one following is the top uh, top one hundred. Top one hundred, yeah. Is that a yeah, Ben Davis? The nineteenth, yeah. Okay, that's that's an annual. I mean, that's the annual event that you know is given a little bit more um, a little bit more push now that it's there's two open periods and two open periods in June for uh, Division One schools to be out. So, so definitely got a lot more juice now. And, that, and that's the way it was back when it first came out. They always tried to figure out how to fit that into the AAU stuff. Um, with mixed success, I know we always stayed back and made sure our guys could go to it. And typically we would – typically the old recruiting calendar, we would be in Louisville specifically. Uh, so that way our guys could do both. They, they could do the top 100 and hustle down to Louisville and – and maybe only just miss, you know, miss a game or when they're juniors, then they, we basically would just ask to not play that day and they, we would usually be accommodated. So um, sometimes teams would go all over the country and their kids wouldn't, kids would skip it. I, I just, I don't believe in that. I, I like our guys to get exposure, not only to college coaches, but other high school coaches too. So sure, definitely. Cause it helps with things like all-star teams. It helps with things like, all state teams and, and other accolades that these kids uh, understandably do care about. You know, they, they, they like to be rewarded for their, their effort and their time. So um, top 100, definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Charlie Hughes shootout this year. Uh, that is going to be a lot of it's at Carmel. Uh, I think it's going to be Carmel at Westfield this year. And I can imagine they'll bleed in. I imagine if they if they have more teams, they'll they'll have um, they will use North Central. In the past, they have in the past they'd use Hamilton Southeastern Warren Central a lot. But this year, I'm not sure those schools are listed. Let's see where it says here. Teams registered. I mean, there's 103 teams in the Charlie Hughes thing the charlie Hughes shootout i'm trying to see they don't have uh the oh yeah, here we go do they have the gyms yeah here we go carmel high school westfield high school right now that's those are the schools that are being listed as the primary schools so and again college coaches can come to that and 
our division one coaches can come to that. And that's always a great event. And typically you're the, the championship brackets are at Carmel high school on that Sunday. Uh, so it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday deal. So usually Sunday they're, um, you're basically looking at the teams. I mean, you know, you can assume that some of them are, are going to be the top teams in the state just in general, but, um, and that'll be Carmel on June 25th, 26th and 27th. So other than that, there's, there's opportunities for team camps. Purdue usually has team camps on uh, Thursdays this month. Uh, they may have a Tuesday one as well. Um, Indiana typically has a team camp. Not sure when those dates are going to be or how they feel about others coming in, you know, outsiders and that, would even include guys like us. Right. Uh, Bethel had a camp this past weekend, uh, or a one-day shootout. Indiana, Indiana Wesleyan had a one-day shootout. I'm pretty sure Marion University, Marion University, will have a one-day shootout. So there's there's a lot of chances. If you're listening to this podcast, and you're obviously crazy about high school basketball, so if, unless you've got a kid that's playing, um, you know you already know about those events. But I would definitely be seeking out opportunities to find that there's usually leagues other leagues there's a league in salem like i said there's the grand park finch creek league chesterton Um, has a league chesterton has a league so you know that's um that's pretty much it so i mean gosh man we're out of we this is kind of our last week without content i think after this week we'll be kind of back in the swing of things a little bit with a chance to watch games and even the AAU that went on last weekend, the teams were so spread out because none of nothing was in Indy because of that that little round racetrack that guys drive around. Yeah, geez. <laughs> and this weekend's usually kind of a transition weekend, and uh, not not much going on, especially if, you know if you're like me and you can't. And I didn't get a chance to get to Iowa, so um, go ahead. Let's go ahead with our reads. All right. And wrap well, this bad boy up. One more thing real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. DJ Allen from Leo committed to Rutgers for football tonight. Oh, wow. So that takes him off. Well, he was going to play football. Yeah, yeah, he was getting some offers. He was getting a lot of high major offers. So, yeah. So he's going to Rutgers. So congratulations nice. to him. Yeah, definitely. Love, loved uh, his development and loved um, defense was ahead of his offense, but um, – Really enjoyed watching him play the couple times we saw him this year. Right, so. great motor for him. I thought we talked a lot yeah. about motor on yeah. here. I think he's got a great one. Love his motor. Coachiano is going to get a good one there with him. All right, Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season or this upcoming season starting in the fall. Uh, you can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. That works for football too, volleyball, free people, fall sports. Then he can roll over into fo- the basketball. Boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating and review. And um, would definitely look forward to you guys getting some input to us via Twitter at courtsideind. That's courtside IND. Our, our DMs are open. Uh, any, any type of uh, content or any type of topic you'd like for us to discuss, we look forward to getting some input on that. And 
you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Zach, what do you got coming up this week? Uh, softball practice for the little girl. Roll yeah. right from soccer to softball. Yep. Gee, many Christmas. Any, uh, any games? You know, when's the Chesterton League? Uh, that starts up, I think, is it next it week or eighth. this week? Eight? Okay. So Tuesday. Yeah, you're going to be able to get to any of those dates? Uh, we'll see because she has softball on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that kind of oh, nice. wrecks that. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully, maybe one or two nights. We'll see. Are you, co- are you coaching? Uh, I help out. Yes. Can you teach your catcher to block balls in the dirt? <laughs> Give her a shot. I've been watching some youth rec softball. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> not unfortunately. Um, and the catcher doesn't know how to block block balls in the dirt. Yeah, it's uh, it's becoming a pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's becoming a pet. Peeve. This is why you just you know you just I just need to stick to basketball. That's what I need right. to do. Right. So, um. Well, anyway. Those that listen every week, we certainly appreciate it. And those that are listening for the first time, hopefully just know that we've got a lot more content normally in a given podcast than we did this week, but uh, we didn't want to go two weeks in a row without having a podcast, especially with some of the recruiting stuff that happened, but uh, always appreciate everybody's interest in listening. And, and Zach, you have a good week. Thank you. You too. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye.